welcome back to the Hampton Roads Experience with Mike and Joe. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. Uh, this is episode five of our show today, and uh, we're here with the owners of the Casual Pint, an establishment Mike frequents more often than his wife would probably yes, like. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, these guys are going to talk to us today, uh, everything about beer in Hampton Roads, and it uh, should be a pretty good show. Can't wait. All right. For a Alright guys, well uh, welcome to the show and, and uh, let's, uh, let's get this started. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourselves, who you are, where you're from, and uh, what brought you to Hampton Roads. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Chuck. Okay. Uh, well, we're uh, originally from Maryland and what brought us to Hampton Roads is I came down here, I actually took a position uh, as an operating manager for a company and then when I left them I went to Ford Motor Company. Uh, I moved around a lot with Ford Motor Company over years, and then when I retired from Ford, I had an opportunity to come back to uh, Hampton Roads, and my wife liked the area and said, this is an area we would absolutely love to come back to. So, yes, and and that's how we got back down here. Did you ever work at the stamping plant up in Buffalo? No, I actually uh, was in uh, managing... uh, Mostly just uh, the uh, facilities uh, around mo- a lot of the assembly plants. Oh, okay. So we saw cool. a lot of places. Dad moved us around. Um, he started in the Virginia Beach plant and then moved to the Edison plant in New Jersey. And then from there, we actually moved okay. up to the Twin yeah. Cities plant East in Jersey. Minnesota. Yeah. That's where I'm from, <laughs> Jersey. And, uh, <laughs> you know, then we came back here. You yep. know, he took an early retirement, got another job, and uh, back to Hampton Roads we came. Very awesome. So going from that to the beer business, how'd you end up in the beer business? Uh, my son thought I needed a job. Uh, <laughs> Retire. Actually, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. No, we, um, so it's really funny. Dad and I have always discussed about owning a business ever since I've been a kid. Um, and it was one day um, I was kind of upset with my corporate position and uh, decided that I came home one day and I saw an ad and I was just like, you know what? Chuck, take a look at this. And I kind of put it in front of him, <laughs> and he was like, all right, well, let's see what we got. And, nice. you know, from there, it kind of spiraled into what we have today. It was kind of a two-year fluid motion where everything just kind of came together. Awesome. Very cool. Awesome. So uh, I, I guess, you know, what do you love most about beer and having your own establishment? Uh, having my own establishment is exciting because, you know, we we keep working on – making things better mm-hmm. all right um our goal was not only just to have a place all right but to do a whole lot of good and and make sure that people had a wonderful place to come to that's what we really drive all right um when i tell people we don't try to sell beer all right mm-hmm. what we try to sell is happiness fun all right You're beer and food mm-hmm. right all right come to the atmosphere all right, and you guys will absolutely love it. And and I believe that about ninety nine point nine percent of our people that show up will tell you that it's well worth being there. And that's what we want to drive, and we will continue to drive that. You're, you you kind of got it set up like uh, being from Buffalo up north. You kind of are designing it to have that, um, for better use of words, dive bar type of. You know, I don't want to call it a dive bar, but you're trying yeah. to build that like. The same thing that they have up north, a little darker inside. You got the big long bar. It's, it's, it's kind of you're just going for a different type of of setup than like a lot of these breweries and stuff like that have. 
Yeah. So it's it's a cool, really cool place. Like we were talking about it earlier with the the setup for the offices and everything like that. The 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 building itself is. You guys did a great job in there. It's a really cool, yeah. cool place. Yeah, we try to really work um, work around that uh, old English pub atmosphere. Um, just kind of more of a you know, as the name says, casual pint. It's definitely mm-hmm. a relaxation part. You yeah. Know, you come in, uh, have a few beers, relax. You know. Hang around with some friends and and don't have to worry about uh, you know what's coming up tomorrow. You right, know, you just come in, have a right. great time. The person I give the hardest time to is anybody that shows up in a tie. You have to understand <laughs> what the word us. casual. So owning a business, I'm sure there's a lot of stressful moments too, right? So what are some of the biggest things that that just drive you bonkers about whether it being beer or just having a business in general? You know, with all the craft beers and everything, we'll talk about that in a minute. Is you guys got to stay on top of that type of stuff? Is that one of the things that just drives you crazy? Or well, um, staying on top of the beer is a tough job. Okay, and we tell people uh, my little three-minute talk about the company for all or anybody who's new always talks about how hard we work to bring in good beer, but it always ends with the fact that. What we're most proud about is our food because, you know, we don't make a beer, all right? We don't make any of the wine we sell there, all right? But we make our food, okay? And we are very, very happy. We, uh, we do a whole lot of work on buying great beer so we can support and, and keeping the cost at a really good level for people so they can enjoy it. Uh, but at the same time, it is absolutely imperative that we do an incredible job with our food, all right? And, uh, I mean, we have a culinary person that works there. We have, uh, my wife is a, an extraordinarily person. I mean, we create new things as we go just to keep flavors in the right direction and make, make it a fun, fun place, you know, to come to. And, and you can always get something new. And, and awesome. You got the best pretzel in town. Uh, <laughs> the hanging pretzel is pretty. We, it's pretty fantastic. We agree with that because you, <laughs> you change. It was originally you guys originally had like a pretzel stick. Yeah, I think it was, was when you, when I first got in there. Right. And now they you haven't seen it, Joe. They it's a huge pretzel. I mean, it's like yeah. ten inches, and it, yeah. they got it hanging from a, a hook, and they bring that out with the beer cheese. Oh, dude, oh, it's, yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. That sounds good. It, well, it's huge. <laughs> it's really cool. More more importantly, is the beer cheese is totally different than you'll get anywhere else. It doesn't harden up. That's well, the one thing you don't. You could take your time with it versus the other ones. Right. You got to get it while it's piping hot, or else it just becomes a lump of cheese. It also has a tremendous amount more flavors. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, uh, we take great pride in extra beer cheese because it's it's one of the few things that um, we were able to sculpt ourselves um, when it comes down to flavor profiles and um, just the the cheese in itself. Uh, it's made in house every day. Uh, the spices change periodically with the seasons. Um, oh, nice. You know, it's made mm-hmm. fresh yeah, with so it's never the same. Uh, beer that we have on tap. So oh, wow. if we have a brown ale, if the brown ale rotates, whether it's Coelacanth Brewery or Ale Works or you name it, whatever the brown ale on tap is, the beer cheese rotates its flavor wow. with that. Oh, that's pretty So cool. we that's take awesome. pride in that. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. So let's, being that we're talking about brown, ang- brown ales, let's move into the beer part, the beer lingo. So what makes a great beer in in, in Explain some of the lingo to us, ABUs, ABVs, hops, all that type. I mean, I know, what does all that mean? I think that, um, you know, kind of kind of sidebar it a little bit, but the thing that makes a great beer 
is the personality that breweries place in the beers themselves. I mean, you see it today. Uh, for instance, Bold Mariner just released their flagship Red Maiden in a bourbon air, or bourbon barrel infused um, beer. And if you had the opportunity to go out on their their release, it was apparently one of the best things that you could have when it comes down to a red ale infused with bourbon barrel. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get out, but <laughs> it's the it's the personality and the character traits that a lot of these breweries and a lot of these brewers take in and in, in, in infuse into the beers themselves. Every beer that you get from a brewery in Hampton Roads and breweries across the nation take a part of or take away with that uh, personality that the breweries or and, however they want to, and that's they the, want that beer to come off. And that's the important thing about craft beer. Craft beer is beer that each batch is slightly different. Right. You it's, may not yeah. taste it exactly, but every batch is slightly different because you're buying small quantities and so forth. Therefore, you may not get exactly the same type of hops, the same type of, I mean, you come very close, all right? But a hop is a hop. No, not really. No. Okay? They mm-hmm. change, all right? Even within their own category, they change slightly. Well, yeah, because you get ones that are juicy. Because yep. I've learned a little bit. And, and let's jump into that. So abu right so abv is the alcohol by volume alcohol by volume right yeah what abu what is that's how they measure the hop is that how you measure the hoppiness i don't understand the uh ibu 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 is the bitterness okay Okay? yeah right right hoppiness really doesn't have a really good measurement except for taste okay Mm -hmm. uh and within people you got to understand what one person thinks hoppy Another person does it. Oh, yeah, you see okay. That Dude, you're talking to a guy that hated IPAs two years ago. Yeah. And one of my so, best friends, that's all he drinks is IPAs. So when you hang out with a guy that drinks IPAs and you go to his garage fridge, you eventually have to jump on board. And it gets so I, yeah. yeah, so I you finally know, jumped on board. It's not a hop. And when it, especially when it comes down to um, IPAs, I mean, you, there's different types of hops. Your hops totally different. It's, I've never and seen how different an IPA Someone can that be. can drink a traditional West Coast style IPA, which is just basically bitter hops mm-hmm. um, compared to a New England IPA where it's like a hazy IPA. Yeah. Two completely different flavor profiles. Um, but in the end, I mean, they still, again, going back on that craft central, those localized regions um, develop the personalities of those beers, which then yeah. we can then bring to the customers. So to go back to IBU, because I'm, I'm educating myself right now. So the higher the IBU, the more that hoppiness is going to be that like potent the more the bitterness the bitter, bitter the right? bitter part of that hop yeah. is going to be okay yeah. cuz like i like the new england style ones and those are pro- those are going to be lower on the they're scale they're very they're very low i like the juicy ipas those yep. are fantastic like three notch their well, juicy ipa is probably mm, one of my favorites right and the, and and the reason behind that is that the juiciness of it all right actually mellows out your bitterness bitterness right all right uh, just like your session IPAs, you know, yeah. that, that mellows out that bitterness. That's what you, that's what everybody wants. And that's why we do put up five or six different IPAs because they're all different, right? <laughs> IPAs, IPAs and stouts are probably your two biggest groups of, you can go from here to there and it's a hundred miles apart. Yeah. They are, yeah. they are yeah, right. Wow. They are just huge as far as the quantities goes. Lagers are pretty much lagers. Pilsners are pretty much Pilsners. Yeah. All right. Sours go anywhere. I mean, don't give me a start on the sours, but, <laughs> I, but, that, but that's going to because you like sours. I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just like it, it's like the past six months or something. I don't know. I just got into I just them. Wanna, <laughs> I just want to meet the guy that 
made a spoiled batch of beer one day and said, yeah, I can sell that to the guys. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's kind of what it is. Yeah. It tastes like bad beer. I had no idea. What, so, I don't so, know. Yeah. <laughs> so when Green Flash is open, and Joe knows, I used to go to Green Flash. I was yeah. there every Friday, right? Three mm-hmm. o'clock, I was there. So the sours, they made one of their sours, and I was like, I want to tr- – because I read everything. I read what's in it, and I was like, oh, that sounds good. And they're like, Mike, you're not going to like it. I said, no, I, just, I like every beer. They're like, Mike, you are not going to like it. You like stouts and you like IPAs. You're not. I said, just give me a pour of it. I just, one sip, I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. I was like, I'm drinking vinegar or something. This is terrible. Uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy Garrett, who's uh, – he's good friends with Evan, who um, – you know, one of the brewers at Big, Big Ugly. Ugly. And, yeah. and – uh, I was down there one night. He was like, "You got to try this beer." And I, I had never done the sour thing or you know whatever. And and, and I was like, "All right, you know." And I don't know what was in it. It was like guava or something like that. But it was like it was like it was sour, you know. But it was like it just tasted great to me. And I'm like, after that, I've just been on a kick. I don't know. Maybe I'm chasing it or something. Is the know? sour the same as what is it called? A ghost? Gose? A gose is, is a salty sour. Okay. Okay. So it's a, the level of salt that's in it that creates what in when it becomes a gose. Okay. And because uh, I saw that on, I'm seeing right. those now. I'm well, like, it's, it's like a. a <laughs> it's, I just learned IPA, and they're already changing yeah. it on me. It's <laughs> like a Berbinervice. All right, that's a long word for sour. Uh, just got <laughs> <laughs> total education right yeah. now. My mind's blown. <laughs> that's so. What's the trend right now? So you know what's. I, yeah, I mean, obviously, go- you guys have to keep up on trends. Yeah, you guys people are definitely know more than most. Or- winter winter times, you go. More dark beers, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do. Uh, we actually have four or five stouts and porters and things of that nature up. Now, that's not a problem because with 35 taps, you know, I, I can ask put. How many taps. I thought, right. I thought it was right around 30, 40. I knew it was up Yeah, there. it was 35 plus we have four wine taps, yeah. wow, all right? It's, but it, it's awesome. With, yeah, with that in mind, um, you know, we, we, we know, and, and by the way, uh, the beer manufacturers, the brewers, they all understand this because... You can buy 6,000 different stouts right now, all right? Now, come uh, April. June, yeah, all right, <laughs> we, will, we will struggle to keep our two or three stouts up because we have stout drinkers all year long. We have mm-hmm. porter drinkers all year I'm long, stout, all right? So, <laughs> yeah, so it's, 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 those are the things, and we promise people that we're going to keep these things up. That's the most important thing is, um, you know, with a whole big group of, um, of taps, you know, Keep working on it. Now, can we support everybody all the time? No. There are a hundred different types of beers that are craft beers, okay? Right. Oh, at least. Right. So <laughs> I have 35 taps. I can't figure out, you know, so, yeah, every once in a while, I won't have a red up. Every once in a while, I won't have maybe this up, you know. Now, it'll be coming back shortly. But you also do a great job of stocking other beers. Like, you build a six-pack over there. So that's mm-hmm. what I did last night. Uh-huh. You know, I asked the wife. I went over there, and Chuck was there. I said, so I built a six-pack. And what usually what you guys have on, have up on the board is not what you have in the bottles and cans. A lot, a lot of different stuff. So whatever you can't get on tap, and you could drink that in the establishment. So you can yeah, build the, the cooler itself. We have over 350 foreign varieties of beer that you oh, can wow. drink on-premise as well as take off-premise. Um, but one of the neat things that we try to do is the 35 that we have on tap, we like to try to have in the cold case in case you want to take a six-pack or in case you want to mix a six of different varieties. Um, but with that being said as well, um, the neat thing about what we have is every time that you come in and you have a beer on the establishment, chances are if it's not on the board, we'll find you something in the in the cooler that you like. Oh, nice. Yeah, you guys yeah, are educated. We, do you know? So if I say yeah. I like the three-notch juicy IPA, 
and it's not out right it's not out right now because i don't think it is out i don't think it comes out in the summer there's a modification coming mm-hmm. next week oh okay perfect I, so I i'll ordered be there next it. week right. for sure yep so wow. but yeah like so i could go in there and they'll say hey well you like a juicy ipa and you guys will find something yeah, all else. of our um all of our um beer tenders on t- uh behind the wall uh are all cicerone certified and the best part about that is they understand the beer and they understand that if there's something that you like on the board a little bit let's find the let's find the flavor notes that you like or you know you like juicy ipas you like citra hops you, you like whatever it is in that beer we can find something in the cold case uh that you would be happy with yeah that's cool and then you got the other stuff the uh, just on the shelves you got more beer so mm-hmm. i mean the amount of beer they have is amazing what, yeah what, one of the things that's most important to understand is we're 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 a complete package okay when we say we are a craft beer market restaurant all right. It means just that uh, you can come in, pick up your stuff uh, to take to the parties or whatever, uh, which I think is a very good idea simply because it's it's different. You know, mm-hmm, it's different mm-hmm. than grabbing two Bud Lights or whatever. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, right? people uh, still buy Bud Light. It's like, <laughs> that's, a, that's like a thing of 15 years ago. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Big Ugly, they got have you guys been out to Big Ugly yet? No. So their new their new place that they have out on Battlefield Boulevard, they have a like old wood barrel keg. And it just covers a, a water tap, and the tap handles Bud Light. Yep. And that's, that's, their, <laughs> that's, water, their, yeah. that's their water tap. Well, as I told the one woman who wanted a Michelob Ultra that I couldn't even give her my water because it's too strong. <laughs> but oh but, uh, but the, important, the important part about that is, as a craft beer market, we give you your package. We give you an opportunity to build uh, packages with our coolers, all right, and with our... Um, the taps, all right, anything you like there, you can still get either your growler filled yeah, or you, you can buy one of my growlers or you can get one of my crowlers. Yeah, those, yeah the, is right? that the metal? Those are the metal ones. They're, right. The they're crowlers the growler. are the 32-ounce cans. And, and, and what's so important about that that is that if you look at our prices, all right, we actually give the crowler away, all right? It's really a situation where you, you're just buying the beer, okay? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that's okay. That's what our whole thing is, is to try to give you an opportunity uh, to be able to have those different flavors anywhere, all right? And I understand a lot of, around this area, a lot of people don't like the idea of glass. So, yes, we try to have cans and bottles. Oh, I like the metal, right? the, the, your casual pint, the metal growler, the big yeah. handle. Mm-hmm. I do like it. The reason I'm saying that is my, I'm having my birthday party at your place. So if you, I like the white one. So I'm just throwing that out there. We'll be there. I think, I'm, I think she's got I, us booked for the 20th or something. You, I can't remember. You, you know, the way, the, I like the way you, 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 you kind of explain the, you know, it's a craft beer market, you know, not just a bar, not just a restaurant. It's a craft beer market. It encompasses everything, right. you know, and that's, that's, that's important to, to, to note on that, you know. And, and going into that, who are the big up and comers in the area? Like, um, you know, because it seems like we have a lot of them here. And Virginia as a whole, we're one of the biggest states with craft beers in the country. It's like us in California, probably two of the biggest out of the top five I read somewhere. Yeah. But um, who are the big you know, guys that you see that maybe are smaller now and they're going to be the next young vets or something like that? The next They're going to get bigger and bigger or the next smart mouth. We're seeing a lot of transfer in breweries, um, mm-hmm. especially out of Richmond. I mean, you, you hear it on the news um, or through beer forums. Uh, we have the Vale coming down. Um, there's a few other Richmond type breweries. Richmond's that are coming loaded down. with them. And yeah. um, Norfolk's kind of that spearhead for most breweries. Uh, there's a ton of breweries based out of Norfolk, and that's exactly where these breweries are going as well. Um, but 
As for uh, local-wise, I mean, when you look at it, Bold Mariner just opened up a brand-new facility. They're having their St. Patrick's Day event coming up. And then Where's Bold be, Mariner at? They are in Norfolk right now, um, but they're actually moving to Ocean View okay. um, right there. Um, the frog, it, Frogman Logger, that's the Frogman Logger's yeah. ears, right? That's, mm-hmm. real, that's a real So they actually okay. bought out the old Commonwealth Bank, uh, which closed up a little while back, and they're having this huge new um, new brewery. Supposed to be a beautiful brewery, uh, mm. brewery, um, but then of course you know young veterans they just opened up the bunker right there, the oceanfront. Yeah, it looks and pretty And then cool. you have a couple other uh, breweries as well, looking at multiple locations, which is really cool because it, it really helps distribution trends as well. Because some yeah. of the beers that we get through our distributors, um, you know, with with Virginia, we're focusing so much on craft beer, especially in Norfolk. Um, yeah, it's hard to get craft beer sometimes. Mm. You know, whether it's you know Frogman Lager from Bold Miner or. Uh, Red Maiden, depending on what it is, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to get those beers. With the new and up-and-coming trends that we have with the the breweries, we're able to secure more beer, better beer, and you know for a better price as well. That's awesome. And, and many of your breweries, many of your breweries, kind of target a certain area to be really, really good at. Okay, uh, Commonwealth is an extraordinarily good IPA group. Uh, yeah. I, I've, I've not and I've not been to that one yet. Yeah, and I mean, it's right on uh, Shore Drive or something, right? It's I, close up that yeah. way. Yeah, Pleasure House over there. He talked about Red Maiden, uh, extraordinary. Their Frogman Lager, That's probably one beer. of the best loggers around. Okay, uh, so you know everybody loves to, and and it's all a matter of uh, they all try to make every type of beer that they can. Okay. But mm-hmm. they they know where their specialties are, all right, um, and that's and that's good. I mean, uh, we we enjoy working with those people, um, you know. But <clears throat> with all that said and done, we really rely upon our distributorships because we cannot go. I cannot go to uh, Bold, uh, Bold Mariner and get anything. I have to you go to go a distributorship, distributor. and right. uh, so. You know, it's we're the big ab- distributors here. You got Hoffman, and then uh, uh, we we we're 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 different because, like I said, we try to do our best at getting beers mm-hmm. in from around. Yes, Hoffman's a very big one. Ches Bay's a very big one. Tri Cities is mm-hmm. a decent size um, specialty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we work with those. Those are the first four we actually started. We are up to uh, fourteen different breweries. Wow! Or uh, distributorships because they all that we work. They with. all work with different. And, I, yeah. I'm doing a, a mortgage. I do mortgages, so I'm doing a mortgage for a guy that's a rep for Chesbay, <clears throat> and he was explaining just the other day. I was talking to him about it because you know some craft breweries don't want to work with this distributor because you're already working with Sam Adams and Yingling, so we don't want to work with you because mm-hmm. you're not going to give us the same attention that we want. So I've learned a lot about the whole distribution process just well, the other day. And, and and that's that's where, you know, you, you know, and I, yeah, I do have a few times where I've uh, kind of uh, uh, lost my cool on a distributorship, mm-hmm. all right, because I do expect the same service from every distributorship. I want to know what you got. This is not hard. This is not like out of the question type science or anything. Yeah. What do you have? What's available? All right. Is it allocated? If it's allocated and I can't get it, tell me why. All right. I can't fix a problem if you're not going to tell me the problem. All right. right. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are those are simple questions. All right. And what I tell my distributors who come in is I need to get a hold of the the brewery so I can talk to them. And I need to get a hold of your management so I can talk to them so they understand what I'm trying to do here. All right. Mm-hmm. Because every individual uh, that comes into my facility should have an opportunity at the best beers possible. All right. And, and that's not anything 
slanderous to anybody. That's a good thing. All right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just uh, that's the way we're going to be, uh, and it's going to be our livelihood. Awesome. Well, getting get into it, um, uh, how do you guys make a determination of who's going on the tap? Um, sometimes when the cooler's too full, it's what we can get to. <laughs> <laughs> what we try to do, all right, when we, all right, first of all, we do two things to create uh, our tap, all right? Mm-hmm. Number one, we try to do a third local, or a third regional. Okay. Our regional filters through North Carolina, some of South Carolina, and Maryland, all right, and out, uh, <clears throat> out past uh, Virginia, but like Tennessee, we can't get any Tennessee beers. So, mm-hmm. you know, but and then the rest of it around the world. All right, okay. and I say that because even right now we have a German beer up, okay, and we will keep putting different beers. So that's number one. All right, number two is what we try to do is keep as many different styles of beers up. All right. Okay. But. For instance, coming into a weekend, if I blew the only lager that I have up, I'm mm-hmm. going to try to put another lager up. Right. Because we know that people like lagers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We know that people like pilsners. All right. We know people like stouts. All right. So we try to, we try to mesh it that way. I mean, it's, it's, it's not s- s- totally difficult. All mm-hmm. right. But uh, it is something that's important. Uh, from a standpoint of what the customer is going to want to see when he yeah. comes in, we don't want to disappoint a person, okay? Mm-hmm. And 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 still remember that you can always go over in that cooler and find, find something else, seventy mm-hmm. other varieties <laughs> you of beer. The seasons yeah. too. You're naturally going to have more IPAs in the summer than in stouts in the winter. You, I know you, you try to keep well, a couple stouts and you're going to have there. more. You're going to have more sours during the summer too. Oh, mm-hmm. All right, you will find Ugh. starting now. Yeah, starting lines. now, right, people. All of the sours are starting to come out as far as this is my new release, my new release. All right. The problem is, is when you have 14 distributors who all want to tell you about their new sour release, <laughs> you got a problem. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you still got other beers you got to put yeah, up. Yeah, right? wants 14 sours. Well, we had. Um, Not even the hipsters want 14 sours. <laughs> in December, we had 22 porters and stouts in our cooler. Wow. All right. Yeah, we're down to only about 14 now, but that's because there wasn't a person who wasn't selling their unique stout. Right. Okay? And and, and you don't want to miss out. Yeah. All right? Missing out is, is, is a bad mm. thing. All right? So, yeah. yes, it is hard to be able to tell a person when you got 22 stouts when his stout that he really wants is going to get up there. Right. <laughs> but, but at the same time, you know. Um, that's the beauty of craft beers, though. Well, then you try something else. Here's, here's the fun part about it. All right? We've probably done a dozen times where the customers told us what to put up. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Oh, my God. You really got that? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, here it is. I'll put it up. Okay. You know, it's it's what they – it's something that was close to what we're going to put up anyhow. So, yeah. No, that's cool. But I like the part when people run out. Like I yeah. last night I went over uh, – Bricks has $5 flights on Fridays, right? I went over there. I've been there a lot too, and I just – just make me – just whatever. I want to, you know mm-hmm. – don't tell me what they are. Put them in the little glasses, and and then it's a good way to try things new. Yeah, you know, that's the, that's the great thing about craft beers. Is like sometimes I don't want to try the same stout. Yeah. I used to drink nitro milk stout forever. <laughs> then I went to Cowcatcher forever, and now it's like give me any milk stout, I'll try anything. So that's you know that's what's cool about the craft yeah. beers. So last question, guys, who's got the best beer in the area? Oh, this is a tough one right here. I played the fifth. Yeah, see, that, that's probably what you I would do. Yeah. A, if I'm selling the beer, that's probably I, what I would say. I'll go back to what I told you before. 
everybody has their specialty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're talking about IPAs, I could make a pretty good case for both Benchtop and Commonwealth. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you talk about porters and stouts, if you talk about porter, I could probably tell you it would be hard to beat Big Ugly. All right. Uh, and, and the reason being, some of these are award winners. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And I love uh, the No Joy. That No Joy. No oh, Joy. Oh, yeah. God, I mean, I mean, and from my standpoint, uh, I, you know, it's almost like I uh, have an allegiance to Big Ugly because they knew I was opening. So they saved their last keg from last year and held it for me as oh, my nice. grand uh, for a grand what opening. Was the porter that they won the award on? It wasn't the No Joy. No, the uh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. That's All right. right. All right. And I have that in my cooler again to put back on shortly. Uh, those, you know, so when you when you ask who makes the best beer. All right. Um, you know, we could go to Vale. All right, Vale makes tremendous beers. All right, uh, but at the same time, they'd be hard pressed to beat some of Commonwealth's beers. It's it's all a matter of who wants to make and what. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Adroit makes to me the very best sour you can get. All right, is Scarlet. there such a thing? It's, actually, it is. It, this this one this when one was. He says best sour. It's actually a, a very good uh, phrase. <laughs> I I struggle with sours. I I don't particularly care, but. They do, they do a series of illusion of safety, all right? That's their name for it. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we got, we got the, their newest version in yesterday. And uh, so, so it's all a matter of different people's tastes, okay? Now, big slice from um, uh, Three Notch, three notch. Mm-hmm. all right? You could say, oh, if you think about it, the number of people who drink Three Notch big and can't that's wait for favorite. it to that's come. Mean, right. That's my favorite. All right, so you could you can make a case that they they make the best uh, juicy, juicy IPA. IPA they probably all right, do. yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know it's 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 a matter. You know it's uh, of 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 who's trying to do what and what they really really are good at. You know, uh, it's it's almost impossible. See, to really... Chuck's got it figured out. He spread out all those <laughs> names just perfectly. You got about twelve names in there. He knew exactly, he knew exactly how to do it. He's plugging See, them all. Yeah, I learned from the master. He knew exactly how to get it all out there. D- discounts are acceptable, you know. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. He, he knew. He knew the answer. He knew the answer. Now we we we're very happy the way we work with our you know and and yep. I really like to have more of uh, the the brewery reps come to me. All right, mm-hmm. with their stuff, mm-hmm. because that that gives me information to go back to the distributors on. All right, but man, I, t- I tell you what, we have had some incredibly delicious beers. All right, in just the uh, ten months we've been open, I mean things that you know. Right now we got Trappist beers. I mean they are mm. absolutely um, incredible. All right. Oh, I should have did a sound check on phones. That's all right. That'll that'll be the funny part of the episode right there. That was Chuck's phone, everybody. All right. That's a, he's checking out now. He's like, that's it. I'm embarrassed. But the um, – and got any other questions for these guys? No, that, that was it, man. I mean, that was uh, – you know, I want to thank you guys really for coming on the show and, and, and you know, explain your business. And, and it, we just learned a, a lot. You a know, lot not about just about beer. beer, but a lot about the casual pint itself and, and – uh, you know, why don't you just take a second just to plug where you guys are at and, and you know how people can get Facebook in, you know, pages or anything that. like that. Yeah. Well, I'll make it easy. We're uh, Lansdowne Common Shopping Center. If you uh, can see Starbucks, just take the road in front of Starbucks and you will ride right down to us. Um, we are uh, a craft beer market restaurant. Uh, we give you 
the type of service that makes it fun and relaxing. Mm-hmm. We're not stiff. We're not stuffy. Uh, you will walk into a fun atmosphere place uh, and a uh, with a delightful uh, amount of beers and, and great food and one of the cleanest places you'll find. It is that. Perfect. Yeah, you guys do lunch, too. Yes, we have. Uh, we do lunch specials uh, Monday through Friday. Um, and also our social media. Uh, we can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Casual Pint Virginia Beach. Awesome. Or Casual cool. Pint VB. Nice. Awesome. All right. Any events coming up that you guys want to talk about? Well, we have a, we're going to do something for uh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we have a uh, fundraiser for Agape. Okay. That's going to be, and that's going to actually hit Monday. Um, and we'll start the sign-ups. Uh, it's going to be a, a Jenga tournament, okay. all right, to, to make it fun. Um, what we're doing right now with the uh, Smart Mouth Beer is a raffle. Yep. And that raffle will support CHKD. Uh, every penny collected on the raffle goes there. Um, we're over well over $100 now. Um, I'd like to end up with three to $400 to give them. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, that would be a great thing. Um it all goes to cancer research so you know that is a fabulous thing uh we try to do a fundraiser a month uh yeah we are actually one ahead still so and we're doing two this month so um you know it's our goal to be part of the community help the community and uh you know make uh make life better throughout and really give you a fun place to go Awesome. Well, again, thanks. Out, thanks for coming yeah, out. Yeah, thank you very much. Great, great show. Thanks awesome. for having us. Thanks. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into the uh, let's get into real estate uh, and, and and mortgage minutes. All right. Sounds good. So we'll start with the real estate question this week. Here it is. I'm out in the market looking for a home, but I cannot seem to find what I want. What am I doing wrong? Is there something that I'm missing? <laughs> well, it's uh, you know, it's a tough market out there. Again, you know, uh, the lack of inventory is making it uh, difficult for a lot of buyers right now to experience, you know, finding what they want really quickly. Um, you know, a lot of people are starting to get discouraged by it. Um, three things you can shop for as a buyer: you can adjust if you're not finding what you're looking for, and that's uh, size, price, or location. Um, you, you know, so you can adjust those three things in your search to really, you know, to, to, to help you focus in on, on what you're looking for. Um, and if you're working with an agent, another way you can find a property, maybe if you're looking at a specific neighborhood or something like that, have your agent reach out to what we call dormant sellers. Um, and you can do that through a letter, um, you, you know, just basically saying, I have a buyer for this neighborhood and your home, you know, looks like it may be a particular home that my, my buyer is interested in and I'd like to set up a one-time showing. Um, there are a lot of people out there right now, a lot of homeowners that are just not putting their homes on the market because they just, they're not sure about what's going on. You know, are we going to get buyers? Are we, you know, is there going to be a motivation for us to move? And, uh, you know, I use these letters quite often with my buyers and and usually can find one or two sellers or homeowners that become sellers in a neighborhood, um, because you do have the buyer. And, uh, so if it does work out for you, you set up the showing, um, you know, if if the home works out for you, you know, you just move on, on, on putting a deal together with that person. Um. So, you know, that's, that's, that's one other trick you can do if you're, if you're not finding what you're looking for. And we're short on houses right now. I mean, we are very yeah, short. Yeah, yeah. Like I was telling you earlier, it's all my fault because yeah. we refinanced everybody in the sub 3% yes. interest rates. Yeah. And it's now at this point, they don't want to upgrade yeah. you know, because yeah. I don't want to pay a four and a half percent interest <laughs> yeah. rate plus another hundred grand on a house. 
So I'll exactly. just stick with what I got and remodel it. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's what a lot of people are doing. HGTV, but it's kind of screwed up the whole, the whole cycle. People are just not moving right no, now. No, the upgrade, yeah, the upgrade cycle is all off whack. Yeah. So what about the mortgage question? What do we all got? right, so here's the mortgage question for you today. Uh, what are the benefits of an adjustable rate mortgage? Almost nothing. Uh, we don't do that much anymore. The There's not a, enough of a price difference mm -hmm. from an adjustable rate. Yeah. The only time that we typically use them is uh, like in a, a program where the rate would naturally be higher because they have a low credit score or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, like a more of a Band-Aid type of loan. Gotcha. So Caliber, for example, we have a product where you could have a bankruptcy last week. and But yeah. if you have some way to put 15% down, whether you take a 401k loan or call mom and dad, mm -hmm. we'll put you into a loan. But the rate's going to be high. The fixed rate's going to be really high. Yeah. So we'll take an adjustable rate for five years. Knowing that we're going to refinance you once the mm -hmm. the you know the statute you've passed the statute for whatever the program that we want to put you on yeah uh, after a bankruptcy or a foreclosure or something like that but other than that there's not some jumbo loans every once in a while that mm -hmm. the arm rate will come out okay but uh, I think the way that they price these things in the market the the investors the guys behind the scenes mm -hmm. they know we don't want to go go through what we went through back in two thousand five <laughs> and six. Yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah. So, so for the most part, you're not going to yeah. see too many adjustable rates or arms out there. Yeah, and, and and I guess that's kind of the thing too is that people don't realize is that you're, you're you know by taking out an adjustable rate mortgage, you're actually transferring the interest rate risk to the borrower. So you as the as the as the borrower are taking on all the, all the interest rate risk and, and the rising rates where the trend up right now is 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 against you. So. And a, that's yeah. what I'm saying. A good lender, they're going to give mm -hmm. you a better fixed. Our fixed rates are almost always better than the adjustable rates, with a couple exceptions, because we want to make sure that you're in the right. We don't want yeah. you to. Why put all that risk on you? Well, yeah, yeah, and that's that's a thing too. Yeah, I think uh, mortgage companies and, and banks are a little more self-conscious yes, of how they're they are. <laughs> putting <laughs> out those products. It, it, it's a <laughs> reputation thing. They don't want to have the reputation yeah. of selling a you know billion dollars of arm yeah. loans that all went bad. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, great questions this week. Yeah, excellent questions. Well, guys, that's it for the show this week. We want to just take a chance to thank all of our listeners again for tuning in. If you like what we're doing, please share the show with your friends. We do stream on all major media sources, including iTunes and Spotify. But you can also catch us on places like Radio Public and Breaker. Those apps are free of charge. Be sure to subscribe to our show and you'll never miss an update. You can also follow our blog where episodes are hosted with additional information. You can even submit for questions to the show and schedule to be a guest. The address for that is www.thehamptonroadsexperience.com. We also want to really quick take a chance to thank the guys over at Casual Pine for coming in and talking to us a little bit about beer and Hampton Roads and, and how great it is. As always, for all your real estate needs, you can check out Joe Bergamino at www.beachandbay757.com. And for any mortgage questions, you can visit my site at www. I'mYourVALender.com. Uh, we have another great show coming up in a couple weeks, so stay tuned and uh, enjoy your uh, the rest of the week, guys. Thanks. Yep. Great week.